My name is Dr. Bart Precourt. Welcome to the Health Made Simple podcast. These podcasts will help you create simple strategies and simple habits so you can get back to being the best version of yourself. Hey everyone, it's Dr. Bart and welcome back to the Health Made Simple podcast. Great topic for you today. This might be one of the more popular or requested topics that I get on a regular basis, whether it's in my clinic or through these podcasts or through my Facebook lives. And that is, how do I increase my brain function? So I'll talk today a bunch about what causes brain fog. And we'll define that in just a moment because that's kind of a vague term. Uh, But then also I'm going to give you some really good practical takeaways today and things that you can do to increase brain function. But as I do this, I want you to kind of keep in mind that Really, to increase brain function, this is the, you know, the highest level of function for the human body is our brain, that it really is all about integration. So there are certainly, I'm going to give you some phenomenal uh, protocols when it comes to uh, the supplements you can take, but don't discount the other categories here when we talk about things that are taking away our brain function, because this is really what's taking place. You know, our brains are designed to function at a super, super high level. In fact, we probably have no idea what their true capacity is, but we're doing things daily and sometimes it's even sneaky. We're doing things that are taking away our brain function. So it's important that we integrate some of that. We improve some of those things. Maybe we are able to avoid them or eliminate them and improve some body functions. And then we'll go into, you know, uh, what, what can we do? What other actions can we take today or start to do on a regular basis? Physical actions that can increase neural input to the brain that allows you to start functioning on a higher level. So in the event that one of your goals or one of the plans that you have is to do some anti-aging. Anti-aging, really, if you boil it down to it, it all comes down to how well can we get our brain to function. And I have a, a supplement that I'm going to suggest today that not many people have heard of that is at the key to anti-aging because of how and what it does. All right, with all that being said, let's dive right in and let's 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 just Call it what it is when it comes to the brain. Better brain function means better body function. So let's kind of keep that in mind. We want focus. We want clarity, concentration. We want to remove some of that brain fog, you know, and get our memory, both our short and long-term you know, memory back so we can start to, you know, act and feel like normal human beings once again. And again, this is one of the most top popular topics, and popular is probably not the right word for it, common topics that I get on a daily basis. So uh, let, let's 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 dig in and have some fun here. So brain fog, it's kind of a vague term, yet it, we hear it a lot now. And what does that mean? For every body, it means a little bit different. And sometimes it's just brain fatigue. And that could be slow responding. And mostly it comes about when people have a hard time concentrating. The ability to dive deep into topics, to kind of stay focused for the long haul, but it also involves some other stuff. So it's poor concentration, but poor memory as well. And there's specific things, because you might not think you have brain fog, yet there are some very specific things that come up that are, are brain fog topics. For example, forgetting names. I'm not just talking about someone that you met one time in your life, but you know someone that's standing directly in front of you and you can't remember their name for the life of you. So that is a topic that we're talking about. That is brain fog or the inability to recall words. 
You're, you're having a sentence, you're having a conversation, you're trying to explain something, but you can't come up with a word and it's living on the tip of your tongue, but you can't find it. Those are all examples of brain fog or just mental fatigue at times. But we can also throw in things like ADD and ADHD, and I'm going to do my best to kind of show you how those all tie into not having an ideal or highly functioning brain. So all of that is going to tie in here. And then, of course, you know, there's there's a lot of other symptoms that can come with it because once we start to downregulate the brain function, ultimately our entire body starts to downregulate. The challenge there is that we don't often recognize those symptoms as part of a decreased brain function, but anything in the body that's not working at its best is going to involve the brain. So brain health really means full body health. Let's, let's dive in. So, you know, and I'm not talking about the brain function right now, but I'm going to mention these like dementia and Alzheimer's and Parkinson's and how this all incorporates those. Um, but those are almost a little bit of a different topic as well. All right, so causes. What are some of the primary causes of this, you know, less than ideal functioning of our brains? And number one is sleep. And and again, we got to get back to some of the most simple, fundamental things when it comes to health. Because remember, health is simple. The, the challenge that we have with our health just broadly across the board right now is that we forget that our, our bodies, our creators designed this system that we have, this human body, to be healthy. And it gives us symptoms, it gives us messages, it gives us signals all, all along the way. The challenge is that sometimes we get in the way. And we get in the way with the foods we put in our body, the chemicals that we take in, the thoughts that we have, and even the actions that we take. So number one, we cannot overlook the fact that we need sleep to recover. In order to have good brain function, you gotta sleep. So ideally, we're trying to sleep about eight hours so I, the, the first question is, are you allowing enough time to sleep? So there's oftentimes people have brain fog because simply they're only getting six hours. They're going to bed late, getting up early because our lives are a little more hectic, a little more chaotic. Or maybe we're just passionate. We have a lot going on. Yet we have to provide the time. And the challenge here is when we don't get sleep, a whole slew of other challenges or or poor habits start to develop. So if you wake up, you don't have good sleep, then what? Your body will then crave things to stimulate it. So we're looking for more coffee, more stimulants, more sugar foods, and that's the slippery slope. So of course we got sleep, and then sleep ties right into what I just mentioned there, diet. And again, we can't overlook this. If we're putting in foods that are not designed for humans, they're chemicals, they're high loaded in sugars, they're processed foods. If we're putting this into our body, then our body, our body and our brain has to deal with this on a daily basis. That's one more thing your brain has to be doing instead of concentrating on the daily fundamental stuff that you want it to be doing. So the biggest cause of brain fog is sugar. Sugar, 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 high carbohydrate type diet. So, and reason being, sugar is a poor burning fuel. And if we're eating sugar, it creates a lot of inflammation. And that brain, that inflammation gets up into our brain and creates brain fog. So that's a simple one. I know you hear me talk about it all the time, but we cannot ignore the impact that a high carbohydrate and a high and a high sugar diet has on us. In fact. Right now, you know, there's this Parkinson's out there and it's growing massively every year, the amount of people that are diagnosed with it. And we're calling that a type three, type three uh, diabetes. 
And what, what we're saying with that is that this is a carbohydrate. This is a sugar issue that we are overloading our body with poor fuel sources that are creating a lot of inflammation that are now down, that it's down regulating how well our brains can work. So it's sleep, it's diet, and then things that get caused over long periods of time is leaky gut. And if you listen to one of my previous podcasts about gut health, go back and if you haven't listened to it, go back and listen to it because there is a gut brain connection. So everything that's going on in your gut is sending a message to your brain. So think this through for a moment. If you put something into your body, it's a, a heck, it could be a drug, a medication, uh, it could be a GMO processed food, it could be glyphosate, it could be other chemicals, goes into your gut and your gut has to deal with this and it sends a message to your brain and your brain has to interpret and then create a strategy of what to do with these foreign substances, these foreign chemicals. So the more you have of these in your body, the more that you're digesting and ingesting, then you have to work harder. Your brain has to work harder just to interpret everything that's coming in. So I can't emphasize enough. We got to get back to basics here. We got to get back to essentially a whole food diet. And what does that mean? Again, I call it God's garden. It means we're going to eat from... From from the garden, which is if it comes from a root, a plant, or a tree, if it walks in the garden or swims in the sea, we want to eat it. If it's in a box, if it's in a bag, if it's processed, and we don't know what it is, we got to do our best to start to remove these out of our diet. Because every time you put something in your body that was not designed by nature, your body, your brain will have to go to work overtime just to deal with it. So, of course, we got sleep, we got diet, leaky gut. If you want to test your gut and you're not sure, there's a real good test I've talked about again in my, on my you know, prior podcast, something called an, an oat test, an organic acid test. And that really gives us some good insight of what's going on in our gut to test funguses and bacterial C. diff and candidas and even your neurotransmitters. So that's a good idea there. If you, if you suspect you have leaky gut, there's a good chance that, there's a, that it's going to interfere with your, with your brain function. Many of you out there who have decided to go gluten-free, one of the first things you notice, your brain starts to work better. You get less brain fog. On the flip side of that, if you have a big gluten night, there's a good chance that in the morning, you're just not at your best. In fact, I just had a a patient in in my office yesterday where she had had a big gluten dinner. She had like a shrimp and pasta meal, and that's not common for her. And she was exhausted, and she just couldn't get her brain to work the next day to such a level that she had to take the day off from work. So what we put in our body plays a huge, huge role on how well our brains are going to function. If you haven't eliminated things like, you know, reduced your amount of carbohydrates and sugar and haven't, you know, removed gluten out of your life, I encourage you to make sure that that is part of your integration as you're looking to get, you know, your overall brain function, your overall health back. And then this topic, the next the next part of the cause is here. Um, you know, it's interesting because it, and the topic is drugs and medications. And I understand why often we lead, you know, we, we go down the route of taking drugs and medications. Yet the truth is they all have side effects. So things like anti-anxiety, these are all medic. I'm going to list off some here that are known to interfere with and downregulate your memory. Anxiety medications, 
statins, those are for cholesterol, those all downregulate your ability for memory, uh, depression medications, beta blockers, high blood pressure. So just those, sleeping aids, all of these, those five right there, all reduce your ability to have a good, strong memory. The challenge here with all of those, when, when we're on those medications, one of the habits is if we don't have good memory or our brain's not working ideally, we use sugar to stimulate brain function. So the brain does love sugar. The challenge is it's a very poor burning fuel. So it creates inflammation and it goes away real fast. So therefore, we need more and more and more. So all of those, all of those conditions are anxiety, depression, statins, uh, high blood pressures, the beta blockers, um, and sleeping aids. When we have issues with those things, they all kind of, there's this rabbit hole that we roll down because they're going to all downregulate different functions of our brain. And then, of course, the drug that isn't talked about much, but is becoming more and more widely used, and I'm not going to go into depth on it here, but this is marijuana. So this does not get a free pass. And this is an easy Google search for most people where THC specifically, THC, THC shrinks the brain. It shrinks a part of the brain called your migulata. So for memory, some of the most important things you have, your hippocampus, uh, your amygdala, your cerebellum, these are all huge players in your overall ability to remember things. So unfortunately, a lot of people are now, I see more wide use of marijuana. I'm not saying I'm pro or con or any of it, but understand that part of marijuana, THC is going to shrink the part of the brain that's used for motivation and creativity. So we at least have to acknowledge if these things are coming into our body regularly, we can't have, we can't really be guessing like, why is my brain not functioning good? Because we're making our brain work harder and sometimes inhibiting it from doing its best job. All right, so let's let's jump to some of the fixes. But before I do that, some of the most obvious things are um, more common that people will come up with to think that they have low blood sugar, hypoglycemia, which absolutely can give us brain fog. But the answer isn't more sugar. The answer is more of a balanced diet. And when it comes to the balanced diet, I'm going to talk about that in just a fix here. So hypoglycemia, but also insulin resistance can create brain fog. So really, these are imbalances in insulin in our body, which really means imbalance in the amount of sugars that we are are not taking in. So those are all causes of less than ideal brain function or brain fog. So let's let's dive into the the fixes because this is where it gets a little bit fun and this is where we can make some take some action and we can see it show up pretty fast in, in our you know in our in our lives right you know almost like today if you start to do some of these things first i mentioned it already got to sleep and not only do we want to sleep but we want to make sure that we're getting into a deep rem and for a lot of us that means we have to be really mindful of what we're eating or drinking, I should just say consuming before we go to bed. If again, if you're going to bed with that late night snack that happens to be sugar, it's ice cream, or you're going to bed with that extra cocktail, which, hey, listen, it happens, right? But unfortunately, if you go to bed with alcohol, yes, you'll fall asleep fine, yet you will probably be waking up in the night middle of the night, you know, one o'clock, two o'clock, three, four o'clock, like that one to four time with a little bit of a rest of sleep. And unfortunately, you'll miss out on REM. So that's when your brain and your body restore. That's when you, re, that's when you actually are storing long-term memory. 
So if you go to bed with alcohol, you are down-regulating the capacity of your brain to continue to con- develop long-term memory. So sleep, we have to protect it like it is a prized possession that we have, a moment that we have to upregulate human function. So sleep, 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 be powerful with it. And listen, if you're not getting a good night's sleep, don't just drive your body into the ground. Maybe the next day you catch up and get a, a quick power nap. You know, a 20-minute, 30-minute nap, but something that helps your body and your brain restore. So sleep, huge. We have to be able to integrate that. And then next, of course, is diet. The simple way of saying this, we want to go a a low-carbohydrate, a low-sugar diet, and then a higher-fat diet. And the reason we want to go with the higher-fat diet is because our brains are made up of about 50% fat. And then 50% of that is, for the most part, what we call a DHA. That's a different, uh, a very specific type of fat. When I go into the supplement, I'm going to give you some clues on some keys on how we can restore some of that fat. So we want a high fat, a medium protein, and a low sugar or low carbohydrate diet. And that sounds a lot like a keto diet, which really is. So there are some other strategies you can use you know, to get better brain function. So time-restricted eating or intermittent fasting. If we have more time off where we're not consuming anything, where we're not consuming foods that we then have to digest and create a byproduct, and that byproduct is always some level of inflammation. If we have more time off, we're going to allow the brain to clear out so it can have clarity, so it can have function. Those of you who are already you know, incorporating intermittent fasting and a keto diet, many of you will, one of the first things you notice, you have a clearer thoughts, you have better focus, better vision, you have the ability to kind of dive deeper and concentrate, essentially improve your cognitive function of your brain. And that's one of the huge advantages of a keto slash intermittent fasting or even time restricted uh, type diets. So now we're going to dive even a little deeper and go into the supplements. And this is where things can get really fun because there are some very specific supplements that are used in different ways that can actually help increase our, increase our cognitive function. But again, not to discount those other things. We've got to sleep. We've got to eat right. We've got to make sure we get the toxins out of our body. So the first one I want to talk about is probably the, most, the one that's the most widely used and it's you know, across the world and it's been known for a long, long time and it's called ginkgo. Ginkgo is one of my absolute favorites. And the reason it's one of my absolute favorites is because it's neuroprotective. That literally means that it's going to help protect your brain from things that are down-regulating, especially inflammation. The way that ginkgo works is that it increases the circulation up into your brain. And that's how it gets rid of the inflammation. So ginkgo is probably your absolute best for short-term memory. That's the one. So an hour ago, I took a shot. I used some liquid, uh, liquid herbs here, and I took a shot of ginkgo, and it gives my brain literally. That's the kind of thing that, if you've got a big meeting coming up, if you've got a, a talk you got to give, you've got to be super focused, and you're going to be communicating with other people. That ginkgo is one of those ones that, that works in the short term, but it also helps long term memory. It increases circulation to your brain, to your heart, to your eyes. So it it has a full body effect on it and it's neuroprotective. So it is a, maybe the one challenge with ginkgo is the quality. There are so many different 
types of ginkgo out there. So again, anytime, if you're going to take the time, the energy, the, the money, quite frankly, to invest into your supplements or into your herbs, your vitamins, your minerals, make sure you're getting the highest, highest quality, which isn't always necessarily the highest, um, you know, the highest or the fanciest marketing. So many of you already know that I use, uh, for a lot of my herbs, I use a company out of Australia called MediHerb. And a lot of my vitamins and minerals, I use a company called Standard Process. I use some others as well, but they probably have the highest standards of quality for your your vitamins, minerals, and herbs. So ginkgo, the, we see it everywhere. It's probably even at the gas station, quite frankly, yet it is all about quality and quality is king when it comes to feeding our body. So this is, um, you know, this is great again, right before if you have a test to take, if you're a student and you're testing, this is fantastic for that. And ginkgo, it's absolute best. It's neuroprotective in short-term memory. And with any of these, especially the first two I'm gonna talk about, the longer you take them, the better they work because it reactivates different neural input and the way that your cells and your brain communicate. So the longer you take them, take these different supplements, the more effective they become. So ginkgo is number one. And the second one, some of you have heard of this one is called Bacopa. Bacopa is an awesome, another good, you know, increased cognitive function. It's a brain. So I use one called Bacopa Complex, and it's got some other stuff in there like uh, Gotacola, which again increases circulation to the brain, which is great. So it's a brain tonic, the one I use. This ginkgo is for short term. Bacopa is absolute is one of the absolute best for long term memory. Now, when I say that, don't discount this like, oh, I just want short term memory because a lot of people want it right here, right now. But long term memory, that's your ability to be able to have deep, long thought, linear thought where you are able to, you know, dig up deeper memories and continue to use, you know, all the knowledge that you have and the studies that you've done to continue to put them together so they can add up where it's not just a situation where you studied or you read or maybe you listened to a podcast like this and then down the road you forgot, well, what, what were they talking about? I remember learning about that, but I, but I don't really remember it. Bacopa is one of the better ones to increase overall mental function, concentration, and learning abilities. It also assists in things like AD, you know, ADHD, and it's it's super, super high for just increasing cognition. And again, the longer you take Bacopa, the better it works. Again, it's opening up new pathways and it's creating more of a pattern for your brain to work with. It, uh, Bacopa even is um, works well with a little bit of mild anxiety. All right, so then the next one, if you've heard me talk about pretty much anything when it comes to supplementation, my number one recommended supplement for everybody is going to be a good high quality fish oil. And again, that is because our brains are made up of about 50% fat. So a good fish oil is an essential fatty acid. And that is the key right there. That is it essential for our bodies, for our brains, for us to function at, at our highest level. We need to get these from our diet or we need to supplement them. So I, you know, I, one of the ones I use is old school cod liver oil. It's got a great, great source of vitamin A and D naturally occurring in it, but there are other good ones. There's krill oil out there. There's calamari oil. There's uh, tuna omega oils, your omega threes, but a, a regular good dosing, which means at least a thousand milligrams a day, maybe up to 3000 milligrams. This is one of my favorite ones. In fact, 
one of the ways that you can utilize this, and this is just kind of a tool and tip for the day, is so I use these capsules, these cod liver capsules, and you can, if you're feeling a little brain fog, even a little headachey, usually that's a sign of inflammation. So if you get headaches, most of the time it's either inflammation or, or dehydration. But if you can take a couple of these capsules, put them in your mouth, and pop them, two or three of them, pop them in your mouth, yes, bite down on the capsule, let the oil back out, and then th- you know toss the capsule. And almost immediately, you know, like within within a minute or two, you'll feel some of that brain fog go away. Maybe when the headache decreases, you get a little bit more clarity. And it's amazing what happens when we give those oils back to our brain, back to our bodies to function was to help combat all of the different things that are causing downregulation of brain function. And the number one thing there is being inflammation. The more inflamed we are for any cause, whether it's poor diet, lack of sleep, too much sugar, medications, any of these things that cause inflammation downregulate our brain function. The one I haven't mentioned here, which is huge, is heavy metals. And that takes a little bit of a different process to get those out of our body. But I will tell you, everything I've just spoken about in this podcast, we got to get our diets right. We got to get our bodies cleaned out so eventually we can chelate the heavy metals out. But if you're going to do something like that, I definitely recommend you get with a trained professional, someone who is familiar with that. So that's number three there. Of course, we got ginkgo, bacopa, we got the fish oils. And then this next one is almost a little bit of a secret. I don't think many people have heard of this one, but this one is extremely popular. It's, it's very, very effective, and it's called ribonucleic acid. Short, in short, we call it RNA. RNA is what helps your body continue to express your DNA. The way that it works is that it helps in cell reproduction. So it helps us protein synthesis so it can build better cells. So just keep that in mind. If you build better cells, your cells work better, therefore you work better. One of the ways you can find out, and this is kind of neat, if you're deficient in RNA, if you have a like chronic low resistance, your immune system's always up. There's a good chance that you don't have enough ribonucleic acid. So if you can imagine for a moment, your RNA is like your blueprints, like your house blueprint. I'm sorry, DNA. Those are your blueprints. They never change. Your ability to express your DNA is we need to copy that DNA over and over and over again. So if you have a you know, you're taking your blueprints and you're going to your copy machine. Your your RNA is essentially what's copying it. The quality of that copy, we want it to, that copy, we want it to look just as much like the original as possible. That will be determined by how much RNA you get regularly. Ribonucleic acid increases your ability to reproduce and build new cells, protein synthesis. So this is my number one needed Supplement when people talk about anti aging, we have to reproduce our DNA well. So, this is maybe your absolute number one for anti aging. This feeds your cerebellum, and this is where we can have a little bit of fun with it. So, your cerebellum, and follow me along here. I know I'm throwing a lot of new words out here about your brain, but your cerebellum is it's all about motor function, and this is taking in all the sensory from your outside world. You interpret it, and then it's, it helps you function better, all your motor functions, your ability to move. The challenge we have is that we're very sedentary. 
So therefore, we start to downregulate how much input is going into our brain. Because we sit for so much in our lives, we're very, you know, we're very stagnant. We literally start sending less and less messages through our nervous in, our, our nervous system into our brain. So if you have balance issues, and we see a lot of this as people age, is we lose our balance. This is an RNA issue. One of the tests I love having people do is put your arms out by your side, you're standing up, and then you raise one leg. So you bend it all the way up so your, your knee is bent. And you're trying to stand on one leg and see how well you can or cannot balance. If you can't balance one, you wobble right away, you're going to want to increase the amount of stimulation that you have to your nervous system. And I'll talk about how to do that in just a moment. Um, but you're also going to benefit from taking RNA. RNA is fantastic for two fun things. One, if you are losing words, you need more RNA. If you are forgetting names of people you know, you someone standing right in front of you, and you can't remember their name, you want more RNA. Again, that's ribonucleic acid. So the balance test or testing or training Balance is a phenomenal exercise to increase brain function. So our feet have the second highest nerve input of any part of the human body. Maybe second, it's kind of tied for a second. First is your cervical region, your neck, and then your hips, your mobility around your hips, but also your feet. Your feet have a ton of nerve receptors that are constantly telling your brain what where you are and what's going on in space. But if we're not on our feet, and we're sitting down all the time, we're decreasing the amount of brain activity. And this is a big, big problem. And that's why things like yoga are so effective. We're barefooted. We're able to use our feet. We're stimulating them all different directions. One of my favorite ways of training, um, and some of you might be familiar with, is a BOSU trainer. That's the, um, it's uh, flat on one side. It's like a, bl- a flat, a black flat bottom. And then that half blue moon. Uh, it's a piece of training equipment you might find in like a personal trainer's room or in a gym. That BOSU ball, standing on that and doing all the other exercises that you might do, whether you're working out your shoulders, your arms, whatever it may be, but standing that on that with an with you know and with a uh, with a surface that's not balanced that you have to adapt to and it might shake and wobble. Fantastic way to train your brain to wake up. The literally increased amount of receptors that are firing in your brain. Another simple way is there's something out there. It's most commonly call it a plate. It's a vibrating machine you stand on. Now it costs a little bit more money, of course. So you don't necessarily want to, you know, don't need to buy one of these for your house. Although I have one, um, because again, we're, I'm anything and everything I can at this point. I'm approaching 50 years old. Anything I can do to increase my human function, <laughs> increase my ability to, you know, be at my best on any given day. So these unstable surfaces, these vibrator plates bombard your brain from your feet on up. So they're, they enhance your brain cognition. The ability for your brain to fire is huge. Some, for some of us folks, we got to wake up our brains. How many of you have ever kind of thought about or said that, you know, this, this kind of phrase, well, you have to take a test. Maybe you're studying for I don't know, a real estate test or you're going back to school for something, but you haven't been in school for 20 years and your brain just doesn't work that way anymore. And you're right, it doesn't, because we're not firing that part of our brain regularly enough. We're getting to these patterns and these ruts. So some physical things you can do now is just 
Stand on one foot, walk in the ground barefoot, get a lot of stimulation and nerve input through your feet, and then use a balanced trainer while you're in the gym, while you're doing your exercise. So those are all phenomenal tools that you can use. So the four supplements real quickly here, short-term memory, ginkgo, long-term memory, bacopa. The ginkgo increases the circulation to the brain, so it's also neuroprotective. The RNA, ribonucleic acid, is one of the absolute best ones for short-term memory, but also for name recognition, and then for those words that somehow have escaped our brains, and then our fish oils. And that probably should be the first part of our list because we can't get by that. So with all that being said, that is a simple but fast track way to increase brain function. And do not underestimate the power of integration here. So low sugar, clean up the diet. Maybe you can get rid of some of the medications. Increase the physical activity. Whatever it is, anything is good. Even if you're going out for a walk, that's fantastic. And provide yourself with the supplements that allow you to function at a higher level. All right, my friends. So that that is your simple health tip. That's your Health Made Simple podcast for the day. If you want more health tips like this, you can follow me live on Facebook just at Bart Precourt. And every day I go live there with a simple health tip. Obviously, it's a lot uh, quicker message here. But every morning I wake up and we uh, send out that message. So follow me there and you can always you know, give me some feedback. Send me messages if you want. You can follow me on Instagram and that one's under Dr. Bart Precourt. And then today, after listening to this, I want you to share it with someone. Share it with someone that you care about. Share it with a, at least one person in your life that you know would benefit from higher brain function, from not having to worry about, am I on my way to dementia and Parkinson's and Alzheimer's? So that there's a little bit different you know, conversation. Yet integrate these different healthy, simple health tips here. These simple, you know, health is simple. Allow yourself to integrate. And as usual, we're going to make this the best year of your life because you're going to take more action this year. Deliberate action for your body, for your mind, for your overall health. Y'all have an awesome day. Thanks for listening to the Health Made Simple podcast. If you have a question or email you'd like me to answer or a topic you want me to cover, just go ahead and send us an email. To get my simple health tip on a daily basis, follow me on Facebook at Dr. Bart Precourt. And remember, your body is designed to be healthy, so let's make this the healthiest year of your life by taking more action than you ever have before.